Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I came to Dallas to win the world championship. Buy into us. Let's talk gut and feel. Mm -hmm. So what what do you feel when you hear McCarthy's coming back? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You make a change of the head coach. Essentially, you're scrapping everything. I don't want to sit there and watch this team win six games. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Louis Riddick. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Calvin Johnson. Coming up, NFL Network Insider, Tom Pelissero. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, taking you to your divisional playoff weekend. I'm going to be on the air on... Uh... Um, in another you know hour here, and then uh, five minutes after that, uh, I'll be on NFL Network for the following seventy-two hours, and then I'll be back here <laughs> on Monday. What time do you start tomorrow? Um, we start at good question noon Eastern. Noon Eastern, okay. four and a half, four and a half, taking you up to kickoff okay. of the Ravens Texans. Yep, and um, and then we're on the air at. Let me get this right. 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. Okay. Four hours up to kick off of Lions Bucks. Okay. Just checking. I just want to make a mental note of that. And then back here on Monday morning at noon Eastern for the Rich Eisen Show. And then we'll be here Tuesday at noon Eastern for the Rich Eisen Show. Yep. Uh, overreaction Monday after. Monday's show. Our show, right. And then, Susie, what the football with Amy. And uh, Amy is prepared to watch that 49ers. <laughs> the 49ers uh, Packers game. Where would you rank the eight QBs? Oh, oh. are you really going to do this to me? Oh. That was a question that was coming from one of us. For All right. Sure. Where, would I, where would I rank them yeah, right now? Want to do it? How dare I mean, you? you're referencing How dare the you? clip where Amy has Brock Purdy eighth. Eighth. She says there's seven terrific quarterbacks, and then there's Brock Purdy. Because she feels that he's a product of, of, I shouldn't ever put words in her mouth, but what she said on what the football, right. I'm paraphrasing, a, a, uh, a product of the group around him. Sure. She's not alone in thinking that. Correct. But so where Rich Eisen has All right. QBs one through eight. Okay. Like, music? Uh, like no, right, no, 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 right no music. now. How dare you? Right now. Uh, all right, I'll go. I, I, I'm just going to go right now. Two Eastern. One, one, uh, one is Lamar. He's the MVP of the league. Yeah. Two but, is, but, excuse uh, me. Playoff success. Stop. 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 
Two is Josh. Oh, oh, interesting. Three is Patrick. Oh, that's oh, hot. Oh, rich. Man, oh, Why right. is that hot? Oh, rich. Well, one guy has two rings among yeah. all these people. <laughs> but dude, I'm not. I'm not putting him. I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame right now. I'm putting them on the field this like weekend. Right now. So it's like for this. I'm putting weekend. them on the field this weekend, okay. Chris. Okay. So now I've got. I, I need to now write the other ones down. Since I'm now ranking them. Lamar Jackson hasn't played in three weeks. Excuse me. You you keep saying that, and then you're also like, I told you he was going to be the MVP. <laughs> like, which one is it, Chris? Well, both. Is he going to lose I or he's going to win? Literally both. He hasn't played in three weeks, and I told you he was going to be an MVP okay. finalist. Got it. Got it. You, you, you know football better than everybody. <laughs> Maybe in this room. Nice. <laughs> Definitely more than So me. Baker, Goff, um, L- Love, Stroud, and my other boy. Yeah. Brock. All right. So then I'm going to put, um, after Lamar, Josh, Patrick, I will put Stroud. Okay. I like that. He's been playing his his head off. So is it uh, as they're playing right now or just? That's what it's about, isn't it? It's winter go home time, isn't it? So it's how they're playing right now. Who's, who are they? How well, have Lamar they been playing? Lamar should be eighth. Obviously, obviously, no, no, obviously, it's, it's how Got they've been point. playing all season long. Okay. And then I'm... T- it's a mix of things. I don't need to tell you my process. <laughs> well, process. You, just, you really heckled process. me yesterday, so I'm just kind of giving it back Trust to the you. process. Um, oh, wow. That's <laughs> tough. Okay. It's good, it's good right? It's, um, it's tough. No, I know that. It's tough. I know that. But she, Amy didn't have to rank them. No. She I, just said there's seven terrific ones, the and then there's Purdy. I kind of took it to the next level. All right. It's hard. I mean, there's three So I went Lamar, Josh, Patrick, ones. and Stroud. Then I will go in terms of hot quarterbacks right now. Um, I will go love. I will then go. I'm going to go Brock Purdy. And then I'll go Goff. And then I'll go my guy Baker. If I had to rank him. If I had to rank him right now. Uh, but I, I, I even told this to Amy when we had a conversation yesterday about, you know, hey, guess what, Amy? Um, She's the one who told me her Twitter feed is blowing up. I'm just glad it's not me. That's the ire of Niner fans. Well, for a change. <laughs> for a change. Well, I mean, you were on the Steeler hot seat after I was on the Steeler hot seat, but that's what happens. I mean, yeah, Amy Amy is just giving her opinion, which, by the way, is expert. That's her opinion. Yeah. I, I would push back that Purdy's, Purdy's as special as, as, as everyone else. But you just asked me to rank them. Yeah, rank them. Because yeah, you love Lamar rankings. one, Josh two, Mahomes three, Stroud and Love, Brock, Goff, Baker, and they're all terrific, and they're all I think at different levels of heat. And I and I, yeah. Baker just had three hundred yards and three touches. Listen, he's awesome. He's played well. But if I had to right now say who's going to be who, who's starting my game for me. All right, one That's dri- where I would go right four now. Four minutes to go, down six. Oh, one drive to okay. win. Who do you got? Of course it's Mahomes. Get out of here. Come on. Of course. Of Mahomes. course it's Mahomes. Interesting. Dude, who's done it more than anybody? Who shows that he can do everything like anyone else uh, can't? Come on. Of course it's Patrick Mahomes. Getting ready to play the role of road playoff villain? Yeah, man. I I, I would do that. So you're, and so you're picking the Chiefs. 
I'm not picking the Chiefs. You're like four minutes to go. If it's four minutes to go, yes, if it's four minutes to go and he can win the game for Kansas City, if Kansas City's in that spot and they don't leave any time left for the Bills and they can win the game, I will take the Chiefs. Yes, if that is the situation. Who do you got with 13 seconds to go down? Nice. In a tie game? Way to troll. But I, I'm, 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 I would take Allen in that situation too. It's no, I don't think it's any hot take to um, to say that this game could come down to who has the ball last. It's it's been proven. Yeah, actually, to the point where I, they I changed the overtime. They, they yeah. changed the overtime rules based on who had the yeah. ball last the last time these two teams so played in the playoffs. Overreaction. But Lamar has got to be number one. He's going to be. He's the MVP. He's been terrific. He lit into the 49ers. Come on now. And Josh has been the he's been off the charts. But so is Stroud. And um that's what I I would rank them based on their seasons and the way they're currently playing right now. Way to put me on the spot, Chris. But I didn't shrink from that moment, did I? I just wanted to shove back at all the systemic naysayers. All right, I've got a top five list. Let's go. While I'm, uh, while I'm busy pissing off half the fan base, here we go. Because <laughs> there's multiple scenarios based on the remaining eight teams as to what the final matchup in Las Vegas could be. I've got my top five Super Bowl 58 LVIII for all you Romans out there, matchups that are possible. High five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. All right. My first one is a rematch of Super Bowl 54. I know folks will be like, oh, we've seen it before. Why should we see it again? If the Chiefs get back there again and the 49ers are there again, this would be a stupendous matchup filled with stars all over the place and also in the stands. Listen, Chiefs and 49ers in Las Vegas, Nevada would be a fascinating Super Bowl matchup and a rematch that I would like to see now with Purdy at the controls in a Super Bowl. 13 versus 15. Mr. Face of the NFL and Mr. Perfectly Fine going against Mr. Irrelevant and the rest of his band of merry men. I'd love to see McCaffrey in the Super Bowl too, my gosh. Number four on this list is a matchup that we were talking about how cool it would be if it was Super Bowl 50. Because if you remember, that was the milestone, right? The golden anniversary. And the one person who remembers that better than most is a guy who's been wearing the hat almost every day for eight years on this program because it was free. And I'm referring to a guy who's not paying attention. Otherwise, he'd know I was referring to him. Talking about your Super Bowl 50 hat that you got on, Mike. Thank you, Rich. Okay, very good. I was looking for something. He was looking for something. All good. No worries. You're you're, you're focused. Um, Everyone thought how cool it would be because it would be a rematch of the first ever Super Bowl. Number four is Chiefs-Packers. Do you imagine if it's Love versus Mahomes and the Packers go from the seventh seed and the seventh seed gets all the way to the Super Bowl after taking care of the Cowboys, then the Niners, and possibly the Lions to get to the Super Bowl and then become the first ever seven seed to win the Super Bowl, dethroning the defending champs. How would that 
look to you. Be, Packers fans would be coming out of nowhere, it'd be great. everywhere. I, I hope we could get Love's uh, folks and better seats. Right, probably so. You know what I mean? Exactly. Good one right there. And plus, I have the two Chiefs matchups, five and four here. Um, and, and those are the first out of the box because just imagine how many cutaways there would be to piss off so many people who I don't understand why they get so angry when they see Taylor Swift enjoying a football game. For her to be, although she might not be there, right? Because she's got her her uh, world she tour. Has a, I think she's in Japan. Okay, so then it would really piss them off to sh- cut away to her Zoom celebrating moments, right? Would that would that be the ultimate? Just like Put the having up. a Taylor cam. I still don't understand it, but at any rate, the, that was number four on my list. Number three on my list. Um, how about two of the hungriest? fan bases that have been strolling in the desert for quite some time. How about the Bills and the Lions facing each other? The Lions getting the Super Bowl and the Bills getting back to the Super Bowl. This is my number one. And the, the, the paint swapping that would happen in this game, right? Dan also, Campbell in the Super Bowl also just as a the, head just coach. The vibes like two cold weather towns. Yeah, going to Vegas. Everyone going to the desert. takes a week off to Vegas to come and just get actually rip roaring for a whole week. It would be insane. It would be insane. I mean, Bills fans, Lions fans. Look, and that's not a disrespect to yeah. Chiefs fans or Packers or the 49ers, Obviously, they travel very well. The those championship fans. starved. I mean, it's, it's exactly what you want. Number two on the list would be maybe the most entertaining matchup in terms of. Offensive weapons, uh, I, and I know what I just said, but Bills and 49ers would be kind of lit, you know? The Bills in Vegas, and then the 49ers fans in Vegas, and we've got these two guys, perfect, perfect job for our production team to put Josh Allen finger rolling and McCaffrey hurtling on the screen, you know what I mean? Like that, uh, uh, gosh, I, I kind of wigging out over over that uh, idea of in the Super Bowl. And then number one is the rematch of Christmas night. Listen, folks, I know a lot of people think the Ravens aren't all that, despite being first overall. But boy, did they put the bang thing on the Niners on Christmas night. And the rematch would just be fascinating to see how different it would look with all the chips on the line. And did Purdy learn anything? And did the Niners learn anything? And did the Ravens just show you the blueprint that they picked up from, you know, from uh, seemingly nobody else? I, I just think the two one seeds would be the most intriguing matchup. But I think one and two are kind of interchangeable. You put the Lions and Bills one, huh? Over I all think, of this? I think also just because... Lamar the, in the Super Bowl, too? I, I mean, also just come like the vibe, on, man. I like the vibes of Bill and Lions, the fans. The Lamar two on teams the have never won. Biggest stage. Lamar on the biggest, biggest, biggest stage would be kind of awesome. And by the way, a rematch of the Super Bowl from New Orleans. Except they would be one Harbaugh shy. Hit it. You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one I, more. I'm going to go with the Cooper Bowl. <laughs> My son, 12-year-old Cooper, Cooper Evan Eisen, said to me, what was it, like two, three weeks ago, maybe? Dad, what about the Texans and the Packers in the Super Bowl? I mean, obviously there's zero history between the two here. I mean, what is this the J.J. Watt Bowl? Is it the Watt Bowl? You know what I mean? Like, he's from Wisconsin. He played from Houston. I don't know. 
I'm calling it the Cooper Bowl because Coop said, what about the Texans and Packers? And then last week, I'm getting texts from a 12-year-old going, Dad, how about the Texans? Dad, how about those Packers? He wants this so bad. I want it for him, too. Um, And, of course, these two wonderkind kids in their first years as starters, one of them winning a ring? That would be fascinating. Those are my top five Super Bowl 58 matchups. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. End of the show, we'll get to DJ's first mock draft is 1.0, Daniel Jeremiah. 1.0. He gave us a heads up it was coming when he was on the show um, this uh, past Tuesday. So we'll hit that. But coming up next, Tom Pelissero is going to tell us everything that's in his notebook. And then some (laughs) next in his usual Friday spot. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. So Tom Palacero is about to join us. He's going to Baltimore. Uh, for NFL Network, I'm looking at Sherry Burris right now. She looks cold. In uh, I don't know if you got a, do you have NFL Network up there. Uh, we do not. She is. Uh, she looks a little cold. It's well it's snowing there today. Is that what the weather is? Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, have we done no? We didn't even put a weather report I know, together. I, was all, I just heard a Brockman when we were talking. Let's do it. We got time. Uh, we got time. I, I need prep. Mike. I mean, come on. Prep. Mike, you're not even paying attention it's anyway. Four just locations. Like, look at I mean, well, by the way, it's three locations. One's indoors. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But I can mess that up, too. Hey, how's the weather out there? <laughs> I can do it. Let's do it. You want me to do it? Well, actually, Next. I'm about to talk to Pelissero. Uh, could could one of the two other producers on the floor uh, handle the I'll, weather I'll for him? How about the guy yeah. who's doing the segment? Yeah, yeah but exactly. he's... He shouldn't have to help he, me. But he's, he's got to work the no, faders I'll here. Do I'm, I'll do it. I'm going. I'll do it. While you guys are talking to Pelissero. 
Tom, I'll take care of it. Like okay. you're doing banking, you're checking pugs. Are, are you really banking? Are you really searching for a drop that I couldn't find? Are you, you really banking? My chops. Are you banking? No, I'm not banking. I swear to you guys, I was looking for a drop. I did CJ ask him before. to play. I'm not kidding, and I, I wondered where it went because I lost. Wait a minute! All of a sudden, a new blender just showed up for Mike. That's odd. <laughs> Do they still give out blenders at banks? Or is that, an, or is that a, like a 1970s joke I just made? Blenders at banks? I don't know. Do, bl- do banks still give away stuff know. for, banks for you open a checking no. account, no. you get a new toaster? No, 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 they want your that money. happened back in the day when I had, a, I had a bank book. Remember the and bank they, books? Oh, yeah. And they used to, like, oh, they used the to like, stamping? yeah, they used to stamp it. That's so, that's like, think about it, what we had. TJ, you had a bank book, right? You're my age. Back in the days, everyone had a bank book. Bank book. See? I'm not quite your age, but yeah. They would stamp it. <laughs> when was the last time you wrote a check? Oh, I write them all the time. Yesterday. Yeah, I write checks all the time. You wrote a check yesterday? Very, yeah. See? For what? For what? I'm not telling you. It's not like Venmo. I put my stuff out there. <laughs> wow. We also have lots. By the yeah. way, back on the Rich Eisen Show, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show <laughs> desk, furnished by Granger. <sighs> With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Tom Pelissero is back here on the Rich Eisen Show from the NFL Media Group. Good to see you, Tom. Good to see you guys, though. Uh, you know, what's up to my boys in studio who apparently are not watching NFL Network what during the day? much as I love you, that, uh, you, you don't care about anything other than these uh, these 15 minutes I give you. Every <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right, Tom. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't, don't feed the animals, Tom. Don't pay any attention. Um, so what does a second interview with Bill Belichick look like? Tom, what what is happening in Atlanta? I think that anything revolving around Bill Belichick cannot be categorized as an interview. Let's start there, Rich. This is our meetings. You know, the first meeting was lengthy. It was one-on-one between Bill Belichick and Arthur Blank. My understanding is they've continued to talk on a regular basis about potentially being, uh, you know, moving forward together. And so today, Bill Belichick is in the Atlanta area. He's meeting with a lot of other people within the organization. And it all comes down to something that we've talked about for weeks, both related to what was going on in New England at the end and what would have to happen for Bill to take another job, which is it's the structure of the organization. It's what various people do. What are their roles? What does he control? What does he contractually control? Um, What is he going to be in charge of? Can he bring these people to do this? It's all those various things because, you know, you go all the way back from, you know, when Bill Belichick was previously the Cleveland head coach and obviously was with your Jets and then ends up resigning to go to New England here. He's always had a situation where there's not been a general manager, where he's had vast control over different personnel within the organization in addition to the roster. And so from everything that I understand, Rich, Arthur Blank and Bill Belichick have had really positive discussions. A lot of the stuff from a macro perspective, they're on the same page. But you've still got a lot of other people in the building. You've still got a lot of other conversations that need to take place here. Uh, and they need to, to nail those things down. In addition to, obviously, there's various rules that you have to follow before making a head coaching hire. Right now, I'd say everything is certainly trending in the right direction for Bill Belichick to be the Falcons' mm-hmm. next head coach. But they're not there yet. And the meetings that are going on today are a big part of it. Okay. So then what are the Chargers up to? I mean, they spoke to Mike Vrabel um, after speaking to Jim Harbaugh this week. I was thrilled to see David Shaw. Uh, on their radar screen, you know I'm obviously biased when it comes to him. So what are what are what's their thinking right now? 
big piece of what the Chargers have been looking for, and John Spano said this, Rich, on the record um, shortly after they dismissed Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco, was that experience would be a plus in this job. You go through all their recent hires. A lot of times they've hired one of the hotter candidates. Brandon Staley was a really hot candidate. And if he had not taken the Chargers job on, I believe it was a Sunday night, he would have been on a plane the next day to Philadelphia and quite possibly been the head coach there instead of Nick Sirianni. Wound up getting the job, went to a Super Bowl, and now is subject to to discussions about his future as well. At any rate, they've hired that guy in the past. This time around, they want somebody who's done it before. And so their interview list for list from Jim Harbaugh to Mike Vrabel to Leslie Frazier to David Shaw. They're going to have Dan Quinn uh, for a virtual interview soon as well. A lot of the interviews that they're doing, they're interviewing different people as well, but a lot of those check the box of somebody who has showed that they can win in the past. Now, Jim Harbaugh is in a little different category relative to a lot of these other coaches because Bill Belichick became available after 4-13. and Mike Vrabel became available after losing 18 of his last 24 games. Pete Carroll at this point is available, even though they had a winning record again this season, but because they had not achieved to the level they felt that they should with the roster in recent years. The guy who's kept winning wherever he's been is Jim Harbaugh. And so everything there, too, from my understanding, has been very positive between the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh. The Spanos family knows him going back to his playoff, you know, playing days. So there's not a lot of surprises. I know other people kind of are sometimes taken aback just by how unique Jim Harbaugh's personality is. He is a very strong presence in every building. Um, but from everything that I know at this point, Nothing's off the table in terms of Jim Harbaugh potentially becoming the head coach of the Chargers. There's also still negotiations going on at Michigan. At some point, Jim Harbaugh is going to have to make a final decision. We've been here, Rich. You certainly have lived through this for several <laughs> years now. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see when it comes right down to it. You know, this is not like a linear, like most of these head coaching searches in the NFL, which is, okay, this is our guy. We're going to start working on a contract with him. We're going to tell the other people we're out. You know, we've identified we're zeroing in with Harbaugh. You can do that, but he still might go, actually, I'm going to go back to Michigan. That's part of the dynamics here that are at play. The one thing I can tell you for sure, Rich, is they committed from the start to doing interviews with everybody that they had slips out for. I believe there's three more of those head coaches that they still need to do. They will handle those over the next couple of days here. And then we'll see where we're at. But Jim Harbaugh certainly is involved. Well, I mean, in terms of Harbaugh, in past years, I've been sitting on pins and needles uh, this time around the cushion is a lot more comfortable, Tom, you know, on this whole situation from my perspective. But when when is, when do these decisions get made? So what is the timeline here, right? I mean, because uh, and, and the league wanted this process drawn out more um, and and check that box. Mission accomplished there what, what, because, you know, Seattle hasn't. Uh, just started interviewing people essentially this week, and then you keep mentioning that there are slips out for for candidates. I mean, I I I know about the Rooney Rule, but everything else um, is still a bit murky for a lot of fans. W- what's the timing on on all this? Well, sort of the Rooney Rule. The Chargers have fulfilled their obligations under the Rooney Rule. They're allowed now to make a hire. The Raiders have fulfilled their obligations. They can make a hire. The Falcons have not yet conducted an external interview with a minority candidate. You have to do two of those in person prior to to making a hire. And then you referenced that pushing it back. January 22nd was the date that the league had established as the first time the current NFL assistants can do head coaching interviews. I would tell you, Rich, 
My personal concern, not speaking for the league, because obviously they put these policies in place for a reason. My personal concern, as soon as they pushed it back by another week, is the reality that if you understand how these things work and you understand how billionaire owners are geared, nobody was just going to sit there for two weeks or in the case of, for instance, the Chargers or the Raiders or the Panthers who had made changes in the season. They're not going to sit on their hands until January 22nd and then go, "Okay, now let's run a real search. We've already got a pretty good idea in a lot of these places what direction this might head. There's a lot of back-channeling that's involved in these things. Um, teams can be as ready as they want to be. Take the Washington Commanders GM search in which they interviewed. They did two rounds of interviews in, I believe, a three- or four-day span and then hired the guy, Adam Peters, that everybody in the league thought they were going to hire two months ago. You can approach this in different types of ways here. What you don't want to see is coaches, uh, qualified men of color, having to go in already knowing that this may not be a real interview and that it's probably going to go a different direction. No matter what dates you set, no matter what policies you put in place, if you have mandates, you're setting yourself up where at times there are people who are going through the interview paces without necessarily having a true shot at the job. And that's not ideal. You know, if this if the rules were different right now, you'd have, for instance, a Raheem Morris, who's out of the playoffs, could be doing in-person interviews right now. Because of this mandate with January 22nd, he can't do those even though he's out of the playoffs until next week. They're going to continue to evaluate these policies. We'll see exactly how it plays out. I think it's fair to say from a league perspective, and listen, these owners can do whatever they want in the end, Rich. From a league perspective, the NFL would very much like teams to not finalize their hires until at least early next week and give some of these coaches an opportunity to interview in person even though there's a lot of signs in certain places that maybe we're already headed a different direction. So what are the Raiders? You mentioned the Raiders could go ahead and hire someone right now. What, 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 I mean, Max Crosby already came out and said, if it's no Antonio Pierce, we're going to have to start talking about maybe trading me. Um, so what, what do you have for me about the Super Bowl hosts? I would be extremely surprised, Rich, if, Antonio Pierce is not the head coach, and if he is not the head coach prior to us all getting out there in a couple of weeks for Super Bowl week. Having said that, this is a really unique situation with Antonio Pierce, the rare interim coach who gave himself a chance to get the job, but also a guy who didn't have a ton of coaching experience. Yes, he'd been at Arizona State for several years and had a variety of different titles, not all of which were coaching, but he was a linebackers coach for a year and a half who now suddenly has given himself that opportunity to get the job. What you want to make sure, both from the Raiders' perspective and from Antonio Pierce's perspective, is that you're now giving him the best opportunity to succeed and enough resources and help to make that a success. So whether that involves the general manager hire, whether that involves who has personnel control within the organization. These are all part of the broader picture at a time that, remember, the Titans didn't interview with Antonio Pierce. If the Raiders don't hire him in the coming days, they could bring him in for an in-person interview. The Falcons also have an interview request out. If the Raiders don't get it done in the coming days, the Falcons could bring him in for an in-person interview. Again, I would be very surprised. If Antonio Pierce doesn't ultimately end up being the Raiders head coach, but it's not as simple as, hey, we did two other interviews with Leslie Frazier and Chris Richard. We're ready to go. You're now the head coach. All signs are pointing in that direction, Rich, but there's some other things around him that need to be settled before they actually make that official and he signs on to be the Raiders head coach. Tom Pelissero and his usual Friday spot here on the Rich Eisen Show, my colleague from the NFL Media Group. 
here on uh, on a very busy, busy day prior to the divisional playoff weekend. What's your reporting on Jerry Jones's thought process to retain Mike McCarthy, Tom? I know that there was this idea, Rich, floating around that Jerry Jones would judge Mike McCarthy off the last game and how the season finished. Everything that I was told throughout the season, the end of the season, the day after the season, two days after the season, was that Jerry Jones was going to look at this through the big picture lens and that he did not want, he did not have a desire to make a head coaching change. Now, those feelings were crafted as they were going 12-5 and and had the number one offense in the league with Mike McCarthy in terms of scoring, calling the plays, and they had Dak Prescott playing at an all-time high, and Jerry's sitting there thinking, this is a Super Bowl team. You heard Jerry say it during his relatively brief for Jerry. It was like 10 minutes media session after that game saying, I haven't thought for one second about making a change. But everything I was told, that was true. Jerry's mind was just going to, we're going to move on and we're going to keep this thing going. So when they lose and also lose in that fashion, Rich, it certainly was enough to give pause and to think through exactly what was the best thing to do. But you saw that statement from Jerry Jones talking about you know, Mike's got the highest regular season winning percentage in NFL history. He's had postseason success going back to his Green Bay days. And that final game was not solely on Mike McCarthy. I mean, a Cowboys defense that had been really good the entire season has the Packers jam the ball down their throats, running the football on the opening drive. Then they had a bunch of coverage busts. Luke Musgrave is running on one half of the field mm. without a Cowboys defender on it. It's not like Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn are scheming up plays to turn loose a tight end to score by 20 yards. So there's a lot of people who had hands in the way that it ends here. And when you're going back to, okay, what constitutes an upgrade that would make Jerry Jones want to make a change? It's a lot harder than what people think. Mike McCarthy's resume in terms of his win-loss record, his playoff appearances, everything else over the years is on par with a lot of the top coaches in the game and is way better than the people who want to simply go, okay, at the playoff moments, whether it was the the final seconds last year or it was a blowout loss this year, you can't reduce it entirely to that. Okay, you want to go get Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick went 4-13 and last year with the Patriots. He may be the greatest coach of all time. He certainly can go anywhere, and I think that he's going to have a good chance of success. He went 4-13. and If you're the Cowboys – and you ditch Mike McCarthy off three straight 12-win seasons and hire Belichick, and he goes 10-7 and seven while trying to flip a culture that every player has said is really positive and all the resources that Mike McCarthy's given him, the way that he takes care of players and everything, 10-7 and seven is going to get Bill Belichick run out of town by the fans yeah. and the media next year in Dallas. You know, Mike Vrabel, same thing. You're talking about a complete flip of the way that Mike McCarthy has done things, the way that Vrabel would want to do things. Jerry's looking at this and saying, we've won at a really high level. We have not performed our best at the end. But if we start over, if we go to a completely different culture, it's not just, okay, Bill Belichick gives you that little extra and comes over the top. Rich, you've covered Bill throughout his entire career. I've covered the Patriots for a long time. That's not the way the Bill's brain works. Just, oh, I'm just going to no, bring it. You know, I me and Josh are going to go down there. We're going to win the Super Bowl. There's I, deeper things here. And me, so Jerry believes going into the last year of the contract, the best thing to do to give him the opportunity to win with this roster, this team, is Mike McCarthy to stay in place. You just, your last line was my follow-up. So if he's so great, right, and, and the culture's so great, and, you know, changing it is such a, a radical decision – so why not extend him, right? 
or, or you know what I'm saying? Like, so Jerry you're, Jones see, says, so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna times. let him you're gonna let him go into a season after an off season that ended, you know, it started like this, causing everybody to say, well, you're gonna definitely fire him, and he's like, nope, because he's a great play caller and a great resume for a regular season, and he has one in the past, you know, in the last 15 years. So why not extend him? He's not gonna, is he? Right. We, I mean, Jerry hasn't said that expressly that he's not going to extend him. So right. we'll see how the coming months go. But he also let Jason Garrett coach the last year of his contract multiple times. How'd that work? That's how Jerry. That's how Jerry. Well, the first time did I, I saw him on. I saw him on NBC this weekend. Like you know, yards. I hear you. I mean, it's listen. It, it's not an ideal environment. But here's the thing: in yes. a lot of places, right? If you're coach out the last year of your contract. For instance, in you know Pittsburgh, where if they don't do an extension with Mike Tomlin, which my anticipation is the Steelers will try to do an extension with Mike Tomlin, but in a place like that, all of a sudden you'd have this ratcheted up pressure of, oh, why is he coaching in the last year of his deal? In Dallas, everybody's been trying to fire Mike McCarthy for five years. His entire time there, people, every year going, every loss, it's, why isn't he fired? Every playoff loss, it's, why isn't he fired? I don't know that the pressure goes up a whole lot on Mike McCarthy. I don't think that having him in a contract here is any more counterproductive than Jerry Jones doing a press conference three days a week, basically, in terms of radio interviews and the post game. Can you imagine Bill Belichick in that study? Uh, Bill, Jerry just uh, was outside and saying he's not, you know, he wants to evaluate everything after this game in terms of your job. Your thoughts. Can you imagine how Belichick would deal with that? You've got to be a special person to deal with Jerry. Mike McCarthy is a very special person. He's a really good head coach. Compare his record to John Harbaugh or Tomlin or Sean Payton or all these coaches that we put on a pedestal, and they're all really, really good. Mike is right there as well. Number one scoring offense in the league with Dak. If you fire Mike McCarthy, you're also firing your offensive coordinator, your offensive play caller. Obviously, Brian Schottenheimer helps him, but you are making multiple drastic changes right now. And there's a randomness, Rich. Nobody wants to ever hear this, but there is a randomness in the playoffs. This is not the NBA. How many times in an NBA Finals series do you see a team, and in Game 2, they get blown out by 30 points? You're like, boy, that was awful. Then Game 3, they come back and they play really well again. You don't have that luxury in the NFL. I remember a player years ago, I asked him, and the team had just gotten blown out, a veteran player. was really smart about thinking about this. I'm just like, you know, what what happened in that game? And I'm going to edit it slightly here for uh, TV and radio purposes here, Rich. He just goes, man, every now and then, you have a game that just goes completely to hell immediately, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm like, that's a pretty good answer. Mm. And that's what it felt like with them facing the Packers. That opening drive right down the field, Dak throws an interception, then the pick six, and already it's 27 nothing. You're just like, this is over. They were in that game. It was 27-10. They needed a stop. They never got it. But sometimes you have those absolutely abysmal performances. Is that because Mike McCarthy didn't have the players ready to go? If you need a coach to get the players ready to go in a playoff game, like what are you doing with the players at that point? It's just, it, it's a difficult thing. Everybody's disappointed. Everybody's frustrated. But I'm not surprised knowing how Jerry thinks about this, knowing the job that Mike McCarthy's done over the last four years, that they're going to give him one more shot here. Maybe they make a run 
or maybe they don't, and then everybody gets what they've wanted since the day Mike McCarthy took the job, and he's ended up someplace else in 2025. Well, Tom, I appreciate the time. It's so busy, and you're you're awesome, not only with your information, your delivery, and I, I, I've i noticed you're looking down. I'm sure your phone is going crazy. Anything from... Well, I was actually... Any, so we were talking about the weather in Baltimore because uh, I'm doing that game tomorrow, yeah. so I've been texting with the coaches. My sources say yes. right now, I just got a, a text from one of the coaches saying, I think it said, heavy gust at times of wind. So they are preparing for heavy gusts on the uh, the weather reports that the teams are getting right now. It's going to be in the 20s. It could be worse. But, you know, for C.J. Stroud, his first road playoff game, if it's windy out there, uh, it's going to make this all the more uh, all the more interesting. And I'll be out there shivering for you on game day morning tomorrow, assuming that my plane gets in tonight. So, well done. <laughs> uh, And here I thought you were getting texts from Philadelphia. You know, I got, like, there's a lot of text going on. But well, if we're Philadelphia, well, uh, as important as you are, Rich, I might have to take that call. I'm no, I'm, no, no, no. I, 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 I hear you because that's the same thing. It's just like you know, I'm sure you saw Fletcher Cox was called a reporter. You know, you're a clown for bringing up the fact that he's on a hot seat. Is is that is is Jeffrey Lurie thinking that? Before I let you go, I mean, what is what's your best guess as to what's happening in Philadelphia? Tom. I would just say this, Rich, when you have a historic type of a collapse, and this was, I believe the Eagles are the second team in the Super Bowl era to start 10-1 and one and not win their division. They mm-hmm. lost six of their last seven games. They looked non-competitive at times. They looked old and slow on defense. They changed play callers on defense. They obviously had a play caller change on offense. Before, the quarterback didn't look right, whether that was, you know, a a series of nagging injuries versus just, you know, a regression versus the scheme, whatever. A lot of things did not go well down the stretch. And so Jeffrey Lurie, we've seen these things happen in the past where whether it is coaching staff changes or whether it's making a change at the top, Lurie's going to be involved and wants to know what the plan is moving forward. I think that one way or another, Rich, it's safe to say there are going to be massive changes uh, in Philadelphia. Whether or not that involves Nick Sirianni, Jeffrey Lurie is going to have a big voice in that, and they're talking about that today. All right, Tom. Thanks for the two cents, sir. Uh, I'll see you on game day morning tomorrow, and as always, appreciate it here. Thanks, Rich. You got it. That's Tom Posero here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, it, it's funny. Um, you know, as I conduct these interviews, I, I kind of know what the rest of the guys in the room are thinking, you know. I could see Chris Brockman shaking his head at the whole Mike McCarthy stuff. That was that. And then I saw Del Tufo get upset that Pelissero gave us the weather report Man, what's he doing? from Baltimore. <laughs> Stealing my thunder? Come on. When you spent all that time preparing, but I he kind of helped. And then I looked to my right. TJ Jefferson, when uh, Pelissero goes, you know, in the NBA, you have a terrible game in the playoffs. You can come back the next two days later and, and uh, perform better and you win the next game. TJ wants the double elimination. Just saying, Coming back. Make, let's make it fair. He wants best of five, best yeah. of seven. Home and home. Let's, let's run it back. Guy. Home and home. Let's run it back. That's what he wants. He wants a best of five, best of seven. How about the best of three? I was going to say, what if every NFL playoff was a best of three series? That would suck. Oh, my God. That would be that amazing. Would be crazy. That would suck. The beauty of football is you get one day. You get one shot. Hey, that's it. That's it. If it's a bad day for you, it's going to be a bad 
six, seven months for you too. Yeah. That's the pressure. That's what I think we love about it. That's why so, we need yeah. to change it. This. this is completely BS. This is shame. Right, no, we got to step into the. <laughs> we got to step into the next century, guys. All right. You know I mean? So when we come back, Daniel Jeremiah has come out with his first mock draft. You have looked it over. I need to know some. I want answers. Mock draft. I have, a, I have a sense of what I think he he believes Let's number go. one is going to be. Um, and then Mike Del Tufo. Yeah, uh, for the the forecast of the Rich Eisen show calls for flop sweat. No, I don't sweat anymore. Flop sweat. <laughs> That's next. This is the Rich Eisen show to wrap up our Friday. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed It's kind of difficult to describe to people who were unfamiliar yeah. with it, have as you, you might have been. Patrick Mahomes. I have, yeah. have you? <laughs> yes, I have met Patrick. I think he's one of my heroes. Oh, oh is that right? That's true. Oh. Okay. I, 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 I root for that team, even though I've never lived there. Yes. I think he is just phenomenal to watch. Apropos of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about the season finale of Barry, and, yes. and you were talking about the season finale of two Super Bowls ago. Patrick was in it. <laughs> Next time you come on, yes. we'll make sure Mahomes is on the phone. <gasps> we'll do that. Truly? You like him that much, huh? I, I think that his ability is such a cut above. He is so passionate in the way he plays. Yes. He is so... I- improvisorial mm-hmm. in the way he plays. He is so sure. I I, I, I just think it is uh, instinctually great. 
actually. Okay. Well, he now knows that, and we yeah. will make sure that we'll, we'll, we'll make this happen. Yeah. It would be my does honor. Does he listen? Um, yes. Um, Patrick, hi. He does. We How can, are you? We, these things. <laughs> so can I just say, no, if Patrick is listening, I'd like to, you know, uh, I, we make a great chicken stuffed with ricotta and spinach. Yes. With an unbelievable reduction. It can be yours uh, if you're here in L.A. Well, the Chiefs come play the Chargers, right? The Chiefs they play do. the Chargers. They do, actually, we'll, we'll make yeah. this happen. Those guys are good, too. Yeah, they I are. mean, they, they're, they're good quarterbacks. Yeah, they are. They are not Mahomes. That is correct. His smile is just the best. Making Henry Winkler's smile is oh, truly yeah, one of the greatest Mahomes. achievements of this show. <laughs> Hands down. Stream the NFL on Westwood One this weekend for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, I hope you've been listening to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms. Again, stream the playoff games this weekend for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Got that one in there. Yeah, good job. All right. Christopher. Richard. You're first. Let's go. Daniel Jeremiah has Caleb Williams first in his first mock draft? Correct. Drake May second? Correct. And the New England Patriots, third overall, are selecting. Are you getting (laughs) Jaden Daniels, according to him? Jaden Daniels. Got to do quarterback. He said, while Marvin Harrison... Would be tempting here. The Patriots need to address quarterback position. First and foremost, Daniels coming off monster year as dual threat weapon. Did you see Gerard Mayo in his, um, in a, I think it was an interview locally in New England. Did, did. you see him say that we're going to choose the best player at the most important position? Yes, I saw that. Which is already the first thing that's different between him and Bill Belichick yeah, already. And then, and then I saw a lot like, of the local idiots being like, why did he tip off his Oh, stop it. It's like, come on. What do you think we're doing? Did you watch the two guys play this year? It was terrible. <laughs> you know who did this year? <laughs> Coach Mayo. Yeah, so let's fix that. Mayo thinks they're spread a little thin. Let's fix that. Mayo. Did you see it? Did you get it? Nice. Are you a Miracle Whip or a Hellman's guy? Um, I, I got to tell you. Uh-oh. You don't it, like mayo? It took me 20 years to try mayonnaise. Oh, wow. Wow. Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fries with mayo. Ugh. Um, so fourth, the Mar- so Marvin Harrison Jr. drops to the Arizona Cardinals correct. right in their laps. Yeah, yeah, correct, yeah. Wow. So who's fifth? Who do the Chargers now after take? The, after four, uh, it, it doesn't get chalk anymore. He has the Chargers going Roma Dunze. By the way, he knows exactly what the Chargers need. He's in the booth, and he's also probably knowledgeable of whatever. Well, I mean, they don't have a general manager right now or coach, so... Yes, yeah, so he right. has like two sentences for every team. He has the Chargers have salary cap decisions to make about Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen and, Mike, yeah. and Mike Williams. Right. So okay, sixth, Malik Neighbors to the Giants. All right, they you know are wide receiver strapped here usually. Yep. Uh, six Tennessee goes seven. Joe. Uh, sorry, seven. seven Joe Alt to Tennessee. Belichick at eighth overall. Uh, Dallas Turner, the edge from Alabama. Yes. I mean, okay. He's already thinking Belichick's going to be the coach there. Yeah. Well, Belichick history of Bears at nine. players. Uh, Jared Verse from Florida State. And the Jets take the kid from Notre Dame. Good luck with this. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Talese Fuaga 
from okay. Oregon State, the tackle. Jets need a, Jets need offensive linemen in the worst way. Yeah, they got to they got to make sure the uh, the other Achilles is is good. Okay. Yeah. Any other any other ones jump uh, out at you? So, where, where, where do the other quarterbacks land? So Olaf Ashanu uh, goes down to thirteen. The other tackle from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo Nix fourteen to the Saints. Okay. And then Brock Bowers, uh, he has him at 15 here to the Colts. Wow, what uh, a admi- gift that would be for yeah, the Colts. Said that he's going to be tricky to place in mock drafts. Talent says he should be a top five pick, but debate about positional value could push him down as far as 15. Seems like he thinks 15 is the absolute okay. floor for Brock, right. Brock Bowers. Where are there any other quarterbacks in the first round? Uh, no other quarterbacks in the first round. Oh, Okay. So then maybe the Jets in the second round, if they had a pick, they'd go get J.J. McCarthy. That would be the, oh, my God. Just let me just tell you, if I'm on the set in Detroit and the Jets get J.J. McCarthy. Are you going to act professional? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did no. I stutter? No. No? The, fan, no. the fan's going to come But the up. Jets don't have a second round selection, unfortunately. There's always trades. Move up and, and get one. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, good stuff. Mike Del Tufo, we have to give the people what they want, which is information that's important. Yes. We just already heard something from Tom Pelissero about how the weather could be inclement in Baltimore. He's not stealing your thunder to use a weather term. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Hey, how's the weather out there? It's raining sideways. Del Tufo with the weekend weather update. This is big. Okay. This is Great. easy, man. You it's one, one game's right. in a dome, so you only got three games. Talking. Come on, you got See, this. This is go. You can this do this, man. There's only oh, two minutes. Training, man. First game on Saturday, Texans at Ravens. It's going to be partly cloudy, 24 degrees. Winds at 17 miles an hour. Wow. Thank you, Tom Pellis. 17. Wow. So that's heavy. Uh, that's second dust. game, gusts up at 20. That's gusty. Gusty winds. The second game, Green Bay at San Francisco. It will be 57 degrees. Whoa. Is it going to rain? Likely. Oh, winds at likely. nine miles an hour. What's the percentage of rain, Mike? Uh, it's 68 percent, baby. We got it all done. Well, actually, the graphics is 80 percent, but I'll take Hoskins' graphic with Don Bowie in there. It says 68 percent. I think Bowie and Hoskins. I'll chip. Okay, good enough. All right. Obviously, the first game on Sunday is in a dome, Detroit. So we're just going to skip that, but we're not going to skip it. As you're walking through the stadium, it's going to be really cold, 24 degrees. Okay, bring a jacket. Bring a jacket. jacket. Yeah, jackets are mandatory. Bring a jacket. Second game on Sunday, Kansas City at Buffalo. By the way, bring a jacket to Detroit in mid to late January. Yeah, I mean, that's... I think that just... Newsflash, breaking news. All right, real quick. Chiefs at Bills. Let's go. What's the weather? It is going to be 17 degrees, mostly cloudy. What's it going to feel like, Mike? Uh, it's gonna feel a little cough. Like five. <laughs> I'm looking at the graphic yeah! there. I have a five degrees, and it is mostly cloudy. Winds at 12 miles an hour. Another windy type. That's like and it'll gust. Yeah. So that's like okay. But it feels 12, like 13. five. Feels like five. Feels like five. That's well, for cold. the Chiefs from last week. That's, oh, that's like a joke. A, that's like a day at the, at the beach. Balmy. Yeah. That's balmy. Wear shorts. That's Steve balmy. Wear shorts. <laughs> All right. Be a short guy. All See, right. I got way better. I used to stink at this. What? I'm way better at it now. Yeah, I mean, you oh, were looking yeah. here, and then you're looking Come there. On. I'm like, I, 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 got I react. You didn't even I'm have react. all the info. Read and react. <laughs> well done. He even told people going to the game. Bring a jacket. Bring, bring a jacket. jacket. <laughs> I mean, what about a hat? A hat, too? hat and a jacket? I think I've actually been at all four of these stadiums, and so have you, Rich, I think. Yes, you have. <laughs> we've been at all that's, four of these That's stadiums. an important fact no, for the south. weather, is that we've been to all four. the stadiums. <laughs> it's important. That means a lot. That's the most important thing you need to know going into the divisional playoff weekend is that we've been there. 
done that. 